0: This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman.
1: Happy New Year and welcome into episode 74 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman. We're a good 15, 16 days into 2020, so I don't know if people are still saying Happy New Year. But since this is our first podcast of the year, I think it applies. I hope everyone had a great holiday season, a great New Year. I hope you're out there crushing your resolutions. Most people make fitness goals or weight goals, something to get your body right and tight for the New Year. But since I know myself and I don't have the willpower to be a vegan or to work out every day, instead of of punishing myself and inevitably feeling badly in February when I don't live up to my resolutions, I decided this year my New Year's resolution was going to be to make it to a college football game. And after what we saw on Monday night, LSU Clemson, I'm even more steadfast in that resolution. I didn't make it to a college football game last year, which totally sucked. When I worked at ESPN, we went on a fall football tour and we went on a great run where we checked out a bunch of really great College football environments, you've heard Steve and I talk about it. Wisconsin, Florida State, LSU. And since I moved home, I haven't really seen a college football game. I miss being there, soaking in all the action live. So this year, we're going to make it happen. I'm setting myself up for success. Anyway, last time you heard from Sarudi and I, I was getting ready to head out of town. I was gone for about three weeks. I went to New York City, Hong Kong, and then Thailand. And honestly, it felt like I was gone for about six months. And some weird, weird stuff went down on my trip. So, of course, we had to revisit things with Saruti, get him back on the line so we could download on everything. So, Saruti is here. Happy New Year, Steve. What is new?
0: Nothing. I'm excited to hear about this trip because I saw obviously a lot of it on Instagram and it looked insanely awesome. And yeah, no, other than me, nothing, nothing's going on. You know, Christmas was what it was. I just always feel like whenever Christmas rolls around, everyone's like, what do you want? And like, I never want anything. Like, I don't have anything I want. We're adults. When you're an adult, I feel like you buy the things that you need and I have most of the things that I need. So then you end up getting a bunch of crap, which is nice. But now I have like a bunch of stuff that I don't necessarily need. So here we are in the new year, new me, and I'm already cleaning out my closet.
1: So what happens when you get the crap that you don't need or want? Do you have a specific play? Because I always first look for the gift receipt and then we'll try to return it. And if not, I'll still bring it to the store and be like, I didn't get a gift receipt. Can I get store credit? Oh, yeah, they don't care.
0: They'll just be like, yeah, whatever, all right, sure, we'll take it back. It doesn't even have to be from that store. They'll be like, yeah, all right, whatever, This looks decent, we'll take it. I will say typically, and I know my mom listens to this, so shouts out mom, but she actually did very well this year. She got me some nice sweaters. I did need some sweaters, I guess. But the one thing, she always, like my sisters will laugh at this because my mom always gets this like one thing that is just like totally random and that nobody wants, and my mom got me a monogrammed clip wallet which I just don't want and or don't need but I can't (laughs) return it because it has my initials on it so I'm stuck with this sweet wallet that I just like put in a drawer and it'll be there forever and no one else can use it because it has my initials on it so it's like a money clip Kind of, but it's like more of a wallet with a clip. And I, like I said, I didn't really need a wallet. I don't even really carry a wallet on me that often. Um, I just take cards. Like really, it's a, I don't know. Just like you know, I mean, I'm a minimalist. And uh, so yeah, so I have this. So if anyone out there has SJC initials and is, or just wants to have my wallet, and uh, it's up for grabs, it's all yours if you want. It.
1: That's hilarious. And but you know what's going to happen is your current wallet will somehow fray or wear down, and then you're going to say, "I need a new wallet." And boom, there's the clip wallet, and it's already monogrammed. <laughs>
0: boom. It'll have been sitting in my drawer for months, and I'll be like, yep, here we go. You didn't even know you needed it. It's so, a lot of surprises. There we go.
1: Tag it in. Okay, so let me throw this at you. So I feel the same way. I'm a full-grown adult. When I want something, I buy it. There's not many things that I covet, really, what am I going to say to my family? Like, hey, I want to go on more trips. Just, like, give me cash. Yeah. That sounds absurd. Yeah. I mean, I... Mean, I-, I-
0: I think that we should just get straight to the point. Like, sometimes you should do that because it just makes more sense. Like, yeah, like, do you want to fund my trip to Italy next summer? Like, yeah. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Right.
1: Which is why I think Italians have life right on so many levels. But, like, for a wedding, instead of saying, oh, I bought you a toaster or something that you have to register for in that moment, they just say, kiss on both cheeks, love you, bless your marriage. Here's an envelope of cash. Buy whatever you see fit.
0: Oh, see, so I forget. I forget if I was talking to – Adnan or Will about this? They were surprised. Who was it? Damn it! And I forget. Kind of. I think it was Will. He was. He was surprised that you give cash at weddings. He's like, we don't do that in in the South. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't like? That's like. And maybe it's, like, an Italian wedding thing, too, so you would know this, but, like, I, apparently that, I just, I, I've grown up, and I guess every wedding I've been to is basically an Italian wedding, but apparently that is just a strictly, like, Northeast Italian thing is where you just give people money at their wedding.
1: Yeah, it is, because my mom is from New Jersey, and in New Jersey you give cash for weddings. Here in St. Louis, you always register. People will give you money in a card sometimes, but you, <laughs> you still register, whereas, like, In the Northeast, Italians it's literally you have like the sack.
0: We do both. We do like a registry and money. Like it's of quite the financial investment. But then, time you go to all the weddings throughout your life, you end up paying that back, so it's fun.
1: Yeah, totally. Hopefully, on another note, the older I get, the smaller of a wedding I want. I want a small wedding now. If I would have gotten married at twenty five, it would have been a barn burner blowout. And now I told my parents, I'm like, you know. I've been in so many weddings and I see all the drama and stress that go into planning it. And guess what? In my 30s, I'm not interested in that. I just want a small wedding. And they're like, are you sure? Are you sure? And then the only negative to that is so many people whose weddings I paid to go to, I will not then invite to the wedding. So I will not get my return yeah. on investment, which is a problem. No.
0: You know what? That is a good point. Because I had said to Maddie, I was like, listen, this is impossible. But ideally, like I would... Like a small little ceremony, I don't want this to be big, you know me like I don't like attention a ton yeah. <laughs> ironically, I'm not a good small talker i my entire wedding with me sort of being like uncomfortably talking to people because like you know you're just like forced to have the same conversation well and it's like it's not like a knock like everyone's super nice like it's not like that kind of thing but it's just like it's very overwhelming and you have a small wedding it's much more low-key like you remember more about it but then you're right like you don't get like the $40,000 check afterwards and you're like oh cool this is entirely worth it in the end but I was with you, and I think that, you're right, the older that, if I was to do this, the older I get, there's no way. Let's just go somewhere, and whoever wants to show up, shows up, and that's it. That's what I would do.
1: I went to a destination wedding last year in the Bahamas, and it was the best wedding I've ever been to on so many levels, but it was 100 people, and it was two and a half days, and it was so awesome.
0: (laughs) Two and a half day wedding, or like? Just, you were there for a day. I
1: mean, you're not going to fly to the Bahamas for a day, you know? So like the first day you get there and they had kind of a welcome thing on the beach where everyone had drinks on the beach and then you could do whatever you want, go to dinner. Then a bunch of us went out to this really fun little island bar afterwards. And then the wedding day, we all woke up. We went to the beach. We played frisbee, drank some beers, got ready. We took a boat to the ceremony and then we partied all night. And then the next day they had a pool party and it was awesome. But you think a hundred people sounds small, but when you're Now on a trip with people, essentially, it's really a large number. So it felt like even though I was there with a secure group of friends, every day I met somebody new at the beach or at the cocktail hour that were friends with one or the other parties that I didn't know. And it was just really an awesome experience. And I thought that's something that I would like to do is just say, hey, between the two of us, let's get like 100, 150 people. Not all of them are going to want to go somewhere. Whoever can make it great. If not, we know you send your love.
0: So I've been trying, like, I want to do that, but, like, not a wedding. Because this is the whole thing. The fire Festival was a good idea. I'll go to my grave. It was a great idea. It just wasn't executed properly, right? Like, you get, like, 100 people that are, like, friends with each other or, like, you know, eight, six degrees of separation type deal. You just get a bunch of people that fund a master trip down to like the bahamas or whatever or mexico figured out just party for like a couple of days that's a great idea i think you know maybe that's how i'll make my millions i'll just start planning fire festival too and do it the right <laughs> way and not be like billy McFarland because there doesn't have to be a wedding involved it's just like i want to go down and hang out with people at the bahamas and have fun drink and play frisbee all day like what's up
1: i think that's a great idea and it just has to have a fire promo video like fire fest did because the promo yeah, like, video is we- key
0: yeah, like maybe we hired Ja Rule and Ashanti again, and you know, he gets his redemption story, or you know, you, you bring in somebody, like you get a, I, I can don't get know, Nelly. You know like they have, Yeah, exactly. You can get Nelly, you know, he could sing country grammar front to back, and then like we can party like it's, you know, 2001
1: essentially that's what we did for spring break and ski trips in college there was this organization that would say hey everybody at illinois you can come on this ski trip for like 500 bucks it includes round trip airfare a cabin this concert by the yin Yang twins and ski lift tickets or whatever (laughs) and so Uh that's what it would be but it was always so fun because to your point it was my friends and then a bunch of other sorority girls that we knew and uh, like frat guys that we knew but then there was Undoubtedly new people from Illinois that were there. And so it was kind of like a big college party, but just either in the mountains or on the beach. It was awesome. But it's easy
0: in college, right? Because that's stuff you're supposed to do that stuff in college. I want to plan this for like thirty year olds, right? I feel like now it's like impossible to get all your friends together to do something. Now you are like the outlier here. We'll get to your globe trotting trip in a little bit. But like once you hit your thirties, like everyone's busy and shit, they got stuff to do, and then this would like be an easy streamlined way to get people in their thirties to me. Like I'm not a planner. I don't keep in touch with people super well i would use this and this thing is to hang out with people that i have basically lost touch with or like or just because i was being me and not really keeping up with it like this should be for people who want to relive spring break in their 30s and i feel like there's a large population percentage of the population that would be down for that because there are always people that like miss their party days now that i'm talking this out like this is what we should do we should just quit our jobs and just start doing this
1: i love it where should our first location be because i think you're right i think you take four or five core people you me but they can't be friends with each other from college or high school from different parts of the country, but that we know could curate a sick group of people. We say, Hey, you get 50 invites each. And then could yep. you know that you're out of 50 invites that you send out? The percentage is probably going to be half. So if we each invite 50 people that we know, if any of those 50 people showed up, they'd be down to have a good time. And we pick a location done.
0: Well, first off we can't, where was the, four was Firefly? I forget where fire was. It was in the Bahamas. Was. And it was on like Pablo's Island, right? Yeah. Escobar's Island or yeah, something. Yeah, because they, they, got they booted off.
1: supposed to say it was on Escobar's Island. And then the first promo they did, it was all about Pablo Escobar. <laughs> That's right.
0: That was actually the best part of that entire thing. Do not tell anyone. You can have the island. Don't tell anyone it's Pablo Escobar's Island. And the first promo is come party on Pablo Escobar's Island. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Okay. Now we just need like a cool, catchy name and maybe like a vague website that doesn't actually have any information on it. Maybe just like an email, like info at something.com.
1: Or I'll just give out my phone number and say text me, and I'll tell you where that's we're true. going. But where, that's should, true. Word where would of we mouth go? It. it would have to be somewhere relatively close because no one. That's something we're going to get to about uh my travel journeys both ways.
0: Oh Jesus, pretty
1: interesting. But it needs to be like two and a half, three hours max away, and it has to be a beach or maybe a mountain setting. But we need an activity on the beach. Your activity is drinking and maybe some water sports. And if you're in fear you got to do Mexico, ski.
0: right? I feel like Mexico is usually Cabo, the.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty Tulum. great. View, but whatever.
0: Well, I don't know much about Tulum. What about, like, uh, my buddy who lives in San Diego is always like, yo, we got to go to, you got to come to San Diego. We're going to drive down to Tijuana. Tijuana is awesome. Like, hang that scares me. me. so good. But then again, if you get 100 Americans in Tijuana, I feel like not all 100 are probably going to come back. So, but listen, that's a risk that we may be willing to take. Who knows? If you want to have a good time, like, I don't know, whatever you want to do, whatever yeah. your speed is.
1: I'm not, like, super up to date on the state of Tijuana. <laughs>
0: But based, safe, but.
1: but based on what I've been told in the past, I don't think that that's our location. They have, listen, like, dog, like, horse shows, you know?
0: Yeah. It's a, I mean, listen, it's a, it's, <laughs> if you want to have a good time and potentially, you know, put your life on the line, go to Tijuana.
1: So what do we do then? Do we rent out a couple villas? So it's like, you? okay, hear me out. Now that we're talking through this, I think we're workshopping a potentially great idea that someone is for sure going to steal from this podcast. but. Yeah or just like hit us up, we'll give you more great ideas. Give us a cut, we'll give you the media platform and boom, we're done.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to plan this thing. Like whoever, you somebody else could plan it. I'm just I'm just giving you the tools and then, you know, want a little bit of a kickback.
1: Exactly. So here's what I'm thinking that would also be sick. Okay, so let's say we have four people or five people, we each invite 50 people. You see how many you get back. You have two or three or maybe four villas and once you agree to go, your name gets put in a lottery and you get chosen randomly who's going to stay Whoa. in what villa so that you may end up with some of your friends, wow. you may not. And it's kind of like a real world scenario where you're partying with all these people on the beach, but then you have to go back and hang out with new people.
0: Forcing people out of their comfort zones, I get that. I would probably hate it, but maybe who knows? I, maybe I would like it if I experienced it. Obviously, I feel like-, like if
1: you go with Maddie, you guys could room together. You know what I mean? If you go with a <laughs> oh, plus no, one, Maddie, like I you, don't you get guys
0: split up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I go on where wife. my wife and I get split up.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I would totally rig it so that Maddie would be in my villa. So it's fine.
0: yeah, but I'd just be on my own, hanging out with some like random dudes. Like, cool, it's <laughs> just fun. At least we're in Tijuana listen i think there are varying degrees of how weird you want to get that's probably one of the weirder degree ones right like random rooming assignments because right. then there's there's definitely going to be like fighting and then if you really miss college and that'll probably be great right up your alley because then you're gonna it's essentially like getting roommates freshman year which is a total wild card but i think there should be varying degrees of like how intense you are like there should be the person who wants to just go there and get blacked out and not know anybody or whatever and do their thing and not care about friends and then there should be the one where it's like people just want to hang out with their friends and then maybe meet other people and hang out the beach play frisbee.
1: Because that was an interesting thing about this trip. I was kind of the newbie. Like I knew the majority of the group, but there was people that I was meeting for the first time. And then there was people who I had only met once before at our friend's wedding, liked them, but didn't really know them. And it was interesting how the room situation happened once we got to the villa it was all kind of mapped out ended up working out great but that's always an interesting thing when you go on a trip and you don't have a spouse or someone that's your girlfriend or boyfriend or plus one when you're one of the single people there that is kind of upped to the group you know oh well where can we put michelle who can we pair her with and it was fun and it ended up being super fun
0: so i'm going to a bachelor party right in austin in uh, a couple months and the guy's getting married, is my college friend, good friend of mine, some other guys that I know from college, haven't talked to in a super long time. And then there's my buddy, Brian, who I know really well. So we're trying to figure out like what the rooming assignments are. And it's like, you're going to have to get paired up with somebody that you don't really know. Right. So yeah. it's like thrusting people into a situation where it's like, okay, like you have, you know, you haven't talked to many of these people in a while, but you're going to be super close and intimate with them. Like, you know, for the next, like, for basically a long weekend. That is a very interesting. I feel like that's a personality trait that you have to have, and I feel like you do have. Like you are adaptable. Like I feel like you can go anywhere. You can be friends with anyone. People like you, and it doesn't really matter. Like people are going to be like, "Oh, Michelle, she's like kind of a wild card. She doesn't really have a roommate, but we would all take her as a roommate. (laughs) You know, she's kind of neat and like she's not a slob.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get drunk and like mess up your shit.
0: Yeah, like you're going to be. Yeah, people know that you're going to be okay. Plus, you're good company, so it's good for you. I'm a little bit nervous about that on my on the bachelor party trip. I'm not exactly sure how this thing's going to go. But um, for you, I'm not worried about it at all because I feel like you are one of the more adaptable people that I've ever met. To different, to like different groups of people, like you, you can hang out with parties, you can hang out with intellectuals, you can hang out with rich people, you can hang out with people who are slumming it. Like I feel like you are just. You are a so, self-proclaimed, like, great, great, uh, wedding date. Yes. You're confirmed. Also, like, a great, you're also a great trip companion for many, for like pretty much any occasion. Like you will fit in. You're basically the chameleon of trips and like travel partners. Oh my
1: gosh. What a nice compliment. But you're kind of right, though. But I think that's, I know I'm right. That's because I just generally am kind of laid back. And if, yeah. if you're like a nice person who's down to have a good time, I can vibe with that. You know what I mean? Like there's not really many things that would upset me, but. I think that's an interesting self-exercise for people that you should do. You need to take a hard look at yourself and say, if I was going on a bachelor or a bachelorette party right now and there was a roommate draft, where would I fall in the draft order? Yeah, If, if there was a big board, great. am I a first-round draft pick or am I a third-round draft pick? And if you're a third-round draft pick, maybe examine why.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I would be – I don't know. I think I would be okay. Like I'm me. I don't complain. Um, you're first-round
1: for sure. Because you want to know yeah. why most people at this age don't want to deal with any bullshit, and you're so direct. First of all, you're very fun, you're very easy and amenable to get along with. Not a lot bothers you, but if something did, you'd be straight up with it. There wouldn't be any passive aggressive stuff. You'd just be like, "Hey, maybe next time, don't throw your wet towels on my bed." <laughs> yeah. and we'll be cool. well,
0: I remember like I remember my bachelor party, which was in Maine, which was awesome. I had a great time. We were basically on like this secluded lake and did whitewater rafting, whatever, all this stuff, and. We were there for what three, maybe four days. By day three, four, like the end there, like dudes were like, you could tell like dudes were wearing on each other. <laughs> it was like that was about that was about the limit, like that it took. So like there is a hard, like, you can't do this whole thing where it's like you know a week trip with your bros because that just doesn't work. It's not going to work. People are going to like. There's going to be friction. Like not everyone is the first round, you know, roommate draft in a for a bachelor or bachelorette party, and it really starts to show its face by day three.
1: Yeah, day three, it's just like kind of, it's like Vegas, right? After three days, we're good here.
0: Oh, I have a hard 48 hour Vegas rule. In fact, my wife, Maddie, just went to Vegas and was like, she went, she went. for work, and she's like, "Do you want to come? be fun. I've never been." And I was like, "No, I don't want to go." <laughs> just, I
1: think I just, I'm just with straight you. up honest. I'm so over Vegas. I was like, "What are
0: we gonna do in Vegas? Like, what are we gonna? I don't want to see shows. I'm not like I can get food, good food elsewhere. I don't want to gamble. Right. It Smells bad. I don't want to go and to the And like, club. it's a long flight. Yeah, like you know, like I'm just not. That's just not who I was. just straight And that's what I love about my wife is that like I can just be straight up honest with her, and she's not gonna like divorce me. I'm just like, no, nah, I don't really want to go. To be honest with you, I don't want to go.
1: I know some people live for Vegas, and I'm just like. Like what's the allure? I don't uh, unless it's a pool party, and that's you know you're trying to get weird in a group like that. I don't know. I'm with you. I'd rather go to New York. I'd rather go to Miami. If you're trying to get good food and party, wouldn't you rather go somewhere like that?
0: Oh, uh, I remember like my for my bachelor party when we went to Maine. Some people were like, "Oh, Maine! Like what, dude? Like what? <laughs> you don't want yeah, to, like come on, weird." Somebody. I was like, I've done, I've been to Vegas like several times. We went, I, I've told the story many times. My buddy lost 22 grand. Yes. they a bad a bachelor party, party in Vegas. Like I've done the Vegas thing. Like I don't, you know, I don't think you need to do that. Like four times. Like you just, like, like, we did it once. It was fun. I'm glad we did. But like, I don't really want to do it again. So some people just want to go to Vegas as often as they can and be degenerates. And that's what they want to do. But that is not that was not up my alley. So there are people like, oh, dude, like Maine, like come on, like what, you, you don't want to get after it. And I'm like, no, I kind of want to just like hang out and like drink beers and, like, beer and play drinking games with my buddies
1: and get hit in the head with an oar. Why we're out of range? Yeah,
0: listen, I feel like I got a ton of street cred. If you haven't check out my Instagram, my buddy literally slapped me in the face <laughs> with his oar. And it was probably the biggest punch I've ever taken. And I was honestly, I was proud of myself. And you popped right back up, right? Yeah, I earned a lot of street cred that day.
1: You know what? And good for you. And for also those who haven't heard the story, just to clarify, Steve's friend did not lose 22 grand gambling. He got charged 22 grand at a strip club.
0: Yeah. Uh, on his credit card statement, it said, like, Asian Bistro, and there's, like, four <laughs> charges, and they're all, like, five grand or so. Um, but shout Bisto. out to him. He, he he just actually paid that off. So shout, shout out to him. His life is not ruined.
1: Wow. And this was when? When was that bachelor party? Because we were working together at that time.
0: Oh, man. This like was... Like, 2016? Uh, 17? Yeah, probably, like, 20, Yeah, I'm trying to think. What's It's 2020 now. I'm, my buddy got married, and... I don't remember, two, three years ago. Yeah, like 2016, 2017, something like that.
1: Did he try to dispute the charges? Yeah, he
0: tried. The problem is when you go to an establishment like that, <laughs> establishment. It's, they don't, he was like asking for an itemized receipt <laughs> and like they're not going to give you a fucking itemized receipt. And the, Well, I'm sorry, the credit card company wanted an itemized receipt and they're obviously not going to give you that. And then he like couldn't even get a hold of anybody at the, at the place for like, months and months and months and months, and it just wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, he ended up paying it off. So, shout out to him. Um, shout I He's trying to, to move to Dubai now, so you know he's doing his thing. He did; it didn't ruin his life fully, so he's okay.
1: Okay, that's good. You know, a happy ending for the Asian bistro story. Ironically enough, he did not have
0: a happy ending, though. Uh, he, yes, I think he was a little bit too out of his mind, and uh, it just never happened for him.
1: <laughs> that's shocking because if you are getting charged twenty-two grand, I'm assuming yeah. that you had a great time.
0: I would assume so as well, but that is not how it went down. Anyway,
1: <laughs> that is that a bummer story for the ages.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It, it didn't even get there. But nope. Yeah, anyway, Yep. good story. I've told that a million times, but shouts out to him. Shout he's uh, to he's him. no longer in debt.
1: I'm glad that he was able to pay it off, and I didn't even realize I was setting you up for the happy ending story. Yep. Okay, so when I went on this trip, I said to myself, I know I've never been this far away. I'm going to Hong Kong, New York City, Hong Kong and Thailand. I know that there is going to be a ton of podcast stuff that I need to talk about. So I made a note in my phone that just says pod shit. And as I got (laughs) drunk or where things happened, I would go to the note and write it down. And so in typical you and I fashion, this is what I do. I'm just going to run through this random assortment of things that I wrote down to tell you about. Okay.
0: Good. I love it. That's pretty much what this podcast is anyway.
1: Yeah, just random stuff, talking about it. Okay, so first, I can't believe this is first on the list. but So I went to New York City for three days, then I went to Hong Kong, then I went to Thailand. So we're going to pick up in Thailand, even though we're going to go back to Hong Kong. But when we were in Thailand, first we went to Phuket, and it's great. Wait, that's how you pronounce that? Phuket, yeah.
0: I was like, fuck it, right? Is that the one that that looks like fuck it, right? It does.
1: It does look like fuck it, but it's Phuket. It's Phuket? Phuket, yeah. Wow,
0: that's lame. Okay, anyway.
1: (laughs) You thought it was fuck it this whole time. (laughs) Where did you go in Thailand? Fuck it.
0: Uh, I just want to fuck it. Well, that's like, did I ever tell you my sister studied abroad? No, she didn't study abroad. She did Peace Corps in Uganda. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there was a place called... But it's just spelled butt titty.
1: <laughs> That's how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just spelled butt titty. So shout out to butt titty Uganda. Good spot. Really nice place.
1: And fuck it, Thailand.
0: And fuck it, Thailand. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so we were in Phuket, Thailand. No, <laughs> and we, uh, it's a beach city. And we were staying at this great resort on the beach and so the first night we're there there's this great dinner on the beach new year's eve they had this big party so it's like everyone on the resort so in addition to our group you know you're running into different people and observing different things so one of the things that i observed was this married couple that i saw at a dinner one night and you know everyone's like chatting everyone is on vacation so everyone's in a great mood right and so you're talking to people and uh the more the drinks would come out, the more this wife would baby talk her husband. Not oh, Jesus. And so it went from like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, I want to do this, too. I can't even do it. It makes me laugh so hard. Baby, could you pass me a fork?
0: Oh, my God, I'm uncomfortable me do this.
1: And then she would, like, sit on his lap and be like. Baby, you look so hot tonight. Do you want to go back to the room? How old were they? In their 30s, I asked. Oh, my God. And so then I, th- but the guy did not flinch. He didn't baby talk back to her, but he certainly didn't seem to mind that she baby talked him. So then I thought to myself, I put it on, on the list, I pulled up my phone, put it in the notes. First thing, wife baby talks husband. And then I thought, Do dudes like that? Like, do guys like to feel, I I don't even know the term, but maybe like catered to in that way? Like, oh, I'm going to talk to you like this. Like, I'm a little girl. You have to take care of me. Is that a thing that dudes like? Because I know when my friends talk to their kids that way and then accidentally start talking to other adults that way, it's very off-putting.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the only person people I talk to that way are my dogs. But I will say, I think there are some guys that like to feel like they are the masculine, like I'm needed kind of thing. Although I think this example is taking it way too far. Like, I don't understand why you would want to be, that would annoy the shit out of me. In fact, I would not put up with that. Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure she does it because he likes it, right? Otherwise, and if he was wasn't you know pu- you know pushing back at all i imagine like he is he's okay with it wouldn't you be embarrassed as a dude if like I maybe mean, say like you're around your other friends and your like wife girlfriend or whatever is talking to you like that all my friends would be like dude what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> like figure it out like, this is weird But like what's up with her like straight in the shit out. like we can't be having this like i can't be hanging out with you if your wife talking to you like that Listen, yes, I'm sure there are people that like that. I don't know. Maybe it's a turn on. I have no idea why, but it's super freaking creepy. And if I had a friend that did that, I'd be like, listen, like you'd clean the shit up or else we're not hanging out anymore.
1: <laughs> clean the shit up or I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. So my friends and I all were kind of like making eyes at each other at the table. And then we went you back. You did
0: or didn't know this person?
1: Um, not really. It was just someone that we had kind of met there through association. You know what I what mean? Would, it wasn't she like she part like, of our crew.
0: Was she, like, way hotter than him? Was he rich? Like, what was the, what was, like, the dynamic?
1: So, from what I could gather, she was hot, definitely, and he was good-looking, and he had a good job, but she also had a really good job. So, I think, balance-wise in the relationship, they were pretty equal. It's not like she was crazy hot and this guy was dumpy, because he was not dumpy. I thought he was sneaky good-looking.
0: Oh. (laughs) So I don't, I don't oh man, I, that's, that's confusing to me. Like I, know, I feel like if you want to so have bizarre. weird fetishes, like whatever, do your thing. But just like, I don't know if I would make that public. I don't know if I would want people to hear me doing that. And in fact, like I would just be so uncomfortable to be around that as like a person who is like six degrees of separation. Like that was one of my friends. I would just be like, I can't even be near you right now. Like I don't want to, I don't want to like, do whatever you want to do, but like I can't be around you.
1: I totally agree. And so my friends and I went back and like obviously downloaded about this after because we were making eyes at each other at the table. And I said, if I'm the the female and I'm baby talking my man and he doesn't do it back, I'm going to assume that you don't like it unless we've had an explicit discussion like, hey. I, I like this. Keep going. I'm not going to do it back to you. But you know what I mean? Normally, when couples do that to each other, it's like a, you know, kind of like a pet name or something. And then the other party will reciprocate. And in this case, he was not in any way flinching, but he was also not giving it back to her.
0: Yeah. Uh, something's off here. Like something's going <laughs> on. I feel like we need more information. I don't know. Like, I don't even really like pet names like i don't even really do that like, yeah, I, do you
1: call maddie anything other than maddie do you call her like honey or sweetheart or baby
0: no mate I, uh, like <laughs> this I feel you know, like is always an like,
1: interesting question because i not like picture you doing that ever no
0: no i'm just trying to, i'm trying to think like i don't think so but i don't really i
1: don't
0: i guess i don't know i call her like a lot of stupid things like i call her mad ram because that's obviously like her old <laughs> last name but um I've never. That's not like a pet name. That's no. just like me making fun of her.
1: Is that like um, pumpkin?
0: <laughs> no. And then like I always used to make fun of the dudes at like the bar. I'd be like babe, 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 yeah, yeah. babe, babe. Yeah like don't be that person like you suck uh so no i don't use babe really at all and i don't think she does for me so i we aren't really i don't know in, in whatever if you want to do that in the, in the comfort of your own house like that's fine but like i just feel like taking that out in the public and then making it so extreme like i don't think i could be friends with that person like i just i'm sorry i don't think I, like, it just wouldn't work out like sorry guys like this is too weird for me like i'm gonna go ahead and pass like lose my number <laughs>
1: So you're not only not done with it, you're excommunicating them out of the friend group. Okay. I can't hey, hanging out with
0: somebody like that. Like, I just, like, <laughs> how, what, no. That's, I, no.
1: There is a reason why Drunk Michelle put this first on the list, because I knew this would just absolutely appall you.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, it's another thing, too, is, like, maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe just like he's like a huge bitch or whatever, and she gets to do whatever she wants. So she does like no. It if he's like I don't know. It seems like he's like kind of okay, and she's okay. Like it wasn't like one of them was like way hotter than the other one. I don't know. Like I'm just confused at why this would happen, especially in public. Doesn't make any sense.
1: Doesn't make any sense. If you're out there and you like baby talk, or you want to explain it to us, either hit us up on Instagram or leave us a review. Because I'm not judging. I just if people are into that. Okay, great, like be into it. But I just want to know why, because I felt uncomfortable sitting there listening to it. And I thought there's got to be a reason why this is allowed. It must be being encouraged in some way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, we shouldn't be subjecting. You shouldn't subject other people to that. That's That should just be, like, rule number one. Like, if you want to do it, number that's fine. One. But, like, don't make other people uncomfortable because of your weirdness.
1: Well, I also think anything that you say, you could say the most benign thing on earth. If you say it in baby talk amongst other adults, you're going to sound so stupid.
0: Oh, yeah. I just don't understand how you don't have the self-awareness to know that that's weird. That honestly is, like, more of a concern to me. It's like, there's no self-awareness there either.
1: A lot of alcohol involved, you know, and we were all on vacation. Everyone was getting loose. I think she was probably like, this is me. I'm drunk and I want to baby talk my husband.
0: <laughs> all right. Maybe that explains it. Like if they, <laughs> I can you a lot of money right. for this
1: trip. I'm going to baby talk him if I want to baby talk.
0: You, got, you guys can all judge me and say I'm weird, but I'm going to do it. It's what I like to do. All right.
1: Right. Maybe that was it. And if so, respect. Next thing on the list. In Thailand, we... Went from the airport to the resort in a car. Then when we left, we went from Phuket to Krabi Island, and we took a two-hour car ride there. So I observed a lot about the landscape, and I don't even know the the phrasing of it, but maybe like what's popping on the streets Mm -hmm. of Thailand. You want to know what's huge in Thailand, and I mean absolutely huge, is 7-Eleven. What? 7-Eleven. You know the gas stations? Yeah. It's like Starbucks in America. Every 100, 200 feet, there's another 7-Eleven.
0: Like Dunkin' Donuts in the Northeast? Yeah, I get that.
1: I couldn't get over it. So finally, I said to our driver, I was like, pull over. I'm going into one of these 7-Elevens because I wanted to see. Is this like absolutely America? Yeah, let me check it out. First of all, a couple things to report here. No Slurpees. How are you going to be a 7-Eleven franchise? I don't care if you're in Thailand or not without a Slurpee machine.
0: So I'm always interested in the, you know how they're like McDonald's in like different countries and they have like different food items, like yes. what these different cultures. And I think that actually like did McDonald's like do a thing where they like were serving some of the international stuff like at the ones in the States was actually a great idea. Shout out to whoever had, the idea that was. Yeah. But um, I'm always like kind of weird by like what cultures, like especially when it comes to fast food and things like that are into because it's usually so different. So maybe they're just not big slurping people. Maybe they don't like the texture. I don't know.
1: That's actually a great call, but I also feel like if you're Seven Eleven, the franchise player in your organization is a Slurpee.
0: Yeah, but I feel like even like like I said, McDonald's like in foreign countries, they don't necessarily have like all the same like regular cheeseburgers that like normal ones have. They'll have like these like weird sandwich concoction things that like don't make any sense. They yeah. adapt to their
1: surroundings. No, you're right. Because when I popped into the 7-Eleven, of course, I bought two huge bagfuls of snacks, of Thai snacks. Obviously. Because we know I love snacks. And I was like, I want to see what Thailand's working with in the snack department. First of all, we got a bunch of different chips. Uh, some shaped like bugles. Some were kind of like uh, Pringles almost. Some were more like your traditional Lay's. A lot of fish-flavored chips.
0: Yep. Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like all the like Asian shit flavors are like are like shellfish yes it's like shrimp or Social like crab. lobster yeah or like which it just we are like you know old bay like I, don't, I feel like there's all these like fish things which i don't really understand why but that is definitely true
1: i can't say i enjoyed them you know <laughs> like when i was in europe i loved the different snacks that europe had to offer there was no snack that i had in the Thailand other than Pocky, which I believe, if I'm correct, is a Japanese snack, but it's basically like a very skinny pretzel type cookie that's dipped in either chocolate or like cookies and cream or strawberry. Oh, wow. Pocky's awesome. You can get Pocky in America. Um, I was definitely down with Pocky. Every other snack we had, whether it was like a gummy bear or a chip or whatever, I just wasn't that down with it.
0: Yeah, I always wonder, like, what snacks, like, foreigners would come to America and be like, that's weird. You know, like, I always think about that. And I don't really know because, I don't know, like, I've always liked sour cream and onion is, like, a really weird flavor, but it's good. But if someone, like, who wasn't American came and was like, what the fuck are these people? Like, who wants a sour cream and onion-flavored chip? (laughs) That's (laughs) so weird. Like, I wonder if the people in Thailand are like, no, who have like the shrimp, like, you know, layers chip are like, what the hell are these weird Americans eating sour cream and onion for? That's disgusting.
1: Or like salt and vinegar.
0: Yeah, or salt and vinegar. Exactly. That's a strange one, too. Like, there's a bunch of
1: them. There is a bunch of them. Now, that's a great question. I'm trying to think of what we eat as Americans that other cultures would be like, what the hell is that?
0: I also noticed, like, very recently, I don't know where I think I saw this on Instagram, like, what different things are called. Like, for example, the Cool Ranch Doritos are, like, called just, like, cool. There, there's no ranch in it. It's, like, cool something in, like, the U.K. Like, they don't have ranch. Like, ranch probably isn't a big thing there, right? But they're, like, similar, but they don't want to call it cool ranch because nobody there eats ranch.
1: Uh, by the way, that is something you would think would transcend all cultures. Ranch ranch makes everything better.
0: See, I feel like ranch is, like, a very American thing, though, because it's fatty. And, and it's white. Fun. Yeah, it's like, it's white. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, not like, you know what I mean? Like a white sauce. It's like, made out of well, fake stuff.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like it's just super not good for you. It's just very fatty. Like, I feel like ranch is, like, a very American condiment. It's a very American side, whereas, like, I don't think Europe really would do ranch.
1: Yeah, No totally not because we would get drunk in Italy when I lived there in college and ask for ranch with our pizza and they'd be like you're disgusting get out of here all right
0: ranch with pizza is actually underrated though like you gotta do di- I don't really totally. trust but I would with I would if I had some ranch dipping sauce for sure
1: I mean ranch pizza and ranch is the ultimate drunk snack tell me it I'm actually wrong. doesn't make sense
0: though you're right but it actually makes no sense like marinara sauce and ranch should not go together at all no
1: never but yet it's amazing especially if you've had a few
0: correct correct now if you're getting a buffalo chicken pizza totally different story
1: yeah then it's it's a no brainer.
0: Then you need it on the air. Yeah, then that's like a must have.
1: Right. But anyway, yeah, seven eleven, really big there. And I feel like not that seven eleven is dying in America, but you don't see them as much anymore. You see a shell station or you see a BP. Seven eleven isn't as pervasive in America as it used to be. But let me tell you, over in in Thailand, seven eleven is king.
0: Listen, they just left America behind. They're like, you guys, like, we've got better ventures. We're going to take this thing abroad, and we're going to dominate Asia with our 7-Elevens. I yeah. get it.
1: We're going to take our prawn-flavored chips, and we are going to crush oh. Asia.
0: That's going to be a no for me.
1: It's going to be a no for me, too, dog. You talked about being aware. I think that is the biggest difference in cultures, like whenever I go new places, is that our social cues are so different. So many people that I came into contact with had zero spatial awareness. We, mm. we would be on a boat or transport or whatever, and they're right on top of you.
0: So I would argue that spatial awareness and just awareness in general is a really forgotten character trait. And I do think that, like, there are a lot of Europeans – well, we let's tackle – do we want to tackle the – the smell, or do we want to tackle the spatial awareness thing? Because I do think, like, there are reasons for both of them. I have noticed that, like, people in other countries do not have the spatial awareness. Now, there are still people in the States that don't have spatial awareness, for sure, either. But it's, like, the percentage of them abroad is, like, way higher for some reason. Yeah. The smell thing, I think you could explain away, because, like... For example, like in Europe, like people smell it because they don't shower enough. Like that's just that's a fact. Like I, I that, that yeah, is literally they only, they only shower are. like one or two times a week, and like it's just that's just that's Europe. Like Europe is weird in a way, and like people always joke and be like, oh, you know, sir, do you want to be European, dude, which is fine. Like I like soccer, it's fine, but I I know that I will never be able to do that for several reasons because like I am one of those people that needs to shower daily, and if mm-hmm. I don't, I feel disgusting, and also. I just don't have, like, the overall vibe of, like, don't give a fuckness and, like, talk to random strangers that a lot of Europeans have. And so, like, I don't know. You're right. Like, I don't think they pick up on social security when you want to be left alone, which is a big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Cab
1: drivers, I have, they never let yeah. it go.
0: Yeah. And I have noticed that in other countries, when you are just in a place like in a museum or whatever like people do not understand how to act and do not understand the proper way to act so that does not surprise me whatsoever and i think that and i think that's what explains it is just that like especially the smell thing i just think like people and people in the united states shower way more than people shower in the rest of the world they just do like i think i think europeans look at us and go oh americans they shower every day that's stupid it's a waste of water And you're like no i just like to like not stink all the time
1: correct i also observed and Again, I don't know if this is a cultural thing or just an unfortunate series of events for me at a couple different stops. A lot of people sneeze and they don't cover their nose or their mouth.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, that's literally just like a nightmare situation for me.
1: (laughs) Same. I was on a tram. At an airport, dude next to me, full sneeze, huge splash, didn't even attempt to put his arm or his nose or his face in the crook of his arm or put his hand up there or anything. Yet again, I'm in Thailand. I'm at this party. A woman just sneezes right out in the open, didn't even cover it. I'm thinking, do they not teach you to put your face in your arm? Do they just not care? Are they just thinking, (laughs) hey, guess what? I had to sneeze. I'm sneezing. Like, I, I don't really know what the deal is.
0: Yeah, listen. For all these people that think like America sucks and you'd be better off somewhere else, that's a perfect, a prime example of like not everyone else has their shit together as much as we think they do. Okay, <laughs> like these people don't even know how to sneeze properly yet, and meanwhile you're like sitting here saying, "Oh, I need to get out of this country." Like, yeah, we are like
1: sneezing abroad with reckless abandon. Relax.
0: Yeah, relax. Like we got it all right.
1: So that was, I was just like, okay, so these are a few cultural things. And then in addition to smelling body odor sometimes, on the flip side, there's a ton of dudes that just drown in cologne.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: it's like one or the other. There's no happy medium. Either way, my face is being assaulted by you. Well,
0: who do you argue though that like if you go to like a nightclub in New York or Vegas or whatever, you could say the same thing though. Like there are dudes wearing way too much cologne. Exactly. So I don't think that that's that weird.
1: Yes, but I also think on a day to day basis, I'm not running into many dudes here in the Midwest that are really just like bathing in your car noir.
0: Yeah, but that's because you're in, like, a special place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like any high-end place, like there place. are going to be way too many dudes that are wearing too much cologne. And also, going back to the shower thing, like, that is also how they mask not showering all the time. It's just by yes. putting on a shit ton of body, whatever. Not Axe body spray, but, you know, whatever the European equivalent of that is.
1: Okay, moving along. There's so many things on this list. So I'm going to go with this one. Have you ever gotten and or heard about a Thai massage?
0: So I've only had one massage in my entire life, and it was on my honeymoon. And it was nice, but I'm not a big massage guy, so I have not heard – I have only had one, and I've never heard of a Thai massage. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm a little bit nervous, (laughs) to be honest with you.
1: First of all, you need to get more massages in your life, dude. I mean, they are amazing. I'm sure you – I'm assuming on your honeymoon you really loved it. I don't
0: ache enough. Like, it didn't feel – like, it kind of hurt, and it didn't feel great, I will say. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I don't – like, I don't have, like – chronic pain to the point where like I need to get massages though you know
1: what I'm about to say is probably going to come back to bite me I'm sure people listening to the podcast are going to just kill me for it but don't you just love being rubbed
0: Um, you're, you're right. They are going to come to A.S. I don't love being rubbed. No, (laughs) I don't.
1: I mean, I I don't know how else to say that, but a traditional massage where they get the oil, some lotion, they're rubbing your body. There's some pressure here. Maybe working a little scalp massage. I mean, it's awesome. I love it. I, I mean, again, I'm sure this is going to come back to bite me, but I love getting rubbed by some stranger. a
0: stranger. Just, just love a good rub. That's it. <laughs> I cannot say the same. I'm not like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just not, I didn't grow up with that. Like, I don't. You didn't grow up getting rubbed. It's not something that I desire. <laughs> I didn't grow up with like the massage rub culture. Like my dad never <laughs> ever, my dad is like a workman. He does not, but, like that's not his thing. Like so I, my wife Maddie always, she has like back issues or whatever. So she gets them, them done. And she was the one that was like, Oh, we need to do it on our honeymoon. And I was like, All right, fine. I'll do it. But like I wasn't blown away to the point where, like, Oh my God, I've been missing out this entire for my entire life. Like I don't know. Like maybe I'm just missing something, but I am a little bit nervous because I feel like when you say Thai massage, like I'm where are we going with this? Cause, like, <laughs> I feel like this is like a little bit X-rated here.
1: It is going a place I didn't anticipate it to go. So I love getting massages, but I had never gotten a Thai massage and or was unfamiliar with what it was. But we had a day where we were the whole day. All we budgeted for was drinking, lunch and spa. You know, we were like, this is going to be our chill day. So we mm-hmm. got up, we had a breakfast. We started drinking a little bit. We had a lunch and then everyone broke and went to the spa. So I go to the spa and they give you the menu and I'm thinking it says like, okay massage, Thai massage. And then it has a little asterisk next next to it. And it's like, you know, spa specialty. And I'm thinking, well, of course, it's a specialty. We're in Thailand and when in Rome. Right. Of course, I'm going to get a Thai massage in Thailand. It's going to be amazing. So I go back there and normally, as you know, Steve, from your one massage experience, they give you a robe. And they'll Mm -hmm. say, hey, get underneath this towel until your comfort level. And then they roll down the towel until basically your butt. And then you're good. So I get in there. She's talking to me. She starts washing and rubbing my feet. This woman
0: Mm, would not want that. No.
1: Well, that part was amazing. And then she's like, here's your outfit. And I'm like, my my outfit. (laughs) And it's a pair of baggy pants and kind of a baggy shirt. It kind of looked like when you go to a dude's place and you shack there and you don't want to put on your dress, your club dress from the night before and he gives you mm, <laughs> some, sweatpants, yeah. Yeah, some sweatpants t-shirt. And, and an old t shirt to wear back that's how it fit on me. Not that I've ever what? done that. But anyway.
0: Okay, and what is the what why? Now did they did they give you the massage with the clothes on?
1: So then I'm thinking what is this about? Are they going to take it off? Am I going to have to do something and then put the robe on? Because there was a robe on the back of the door. So I get in there and this woman starts climbing on top of me and she doesn't really speak English. So she keeps saying, we stretch, we stretch. And I'm like, okay, yeah, stretch, do whatever you need to do. There was no lotion, no oil, zero rubbing. Except for my scalp massage and like a little rubbing on my calves and like maybe my neck area, the whole thing I felt like I was in Cirque du Soleil. Steve, she literally got on top of me and was like rubbing me with her elbows, and then she doing
0: acrobatics.
1: Yes, she would lay me down and then pull my arms back until I was in kind of like a almost a ninety degree angle. She would take my arms and I was a pretzel. The whole thing was basically yoga poses. And stretching and her getting on top of me. And I mean, I got to be honest, there was way more butt work than I anticipated too. a lot of like
0: just butt, hand massage. butt type deal. Hand. Like what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, she's like rubbing my legs. And then normally in a traditional massage in America, it stops really before you get to the butt. They did not stop. There was like butt action. They were stretching. The whole thing was like. An experience that I was not prepared for. It was great. I enjoyed it. She did a great job.
0: Sounds like she enjoyed it,
1: too. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, this is another thing that kind of goes hand in hand with this. I wrote down on the list, if you want to feel hot, go out of the country because Americans are exotic to a lot of different cultures. People kept telling me how pretty I was. And I was like, what? So before I get into this massage, this woman is like, you are so pretty. You're so pretty. Like she barely speaks English and she keeps telling me, like, we stretch. You're so pretty. And then then I'm like, are you saying this because you want a bigger tip? Are you saying this? Just the whole time I kept thinking to myself, where's this going? All right. You're telling me I'm pretty. Butt action is happening. Where is this going? Do I need to prepare myself <laughs> for it? <an> ac- like,
0: <laughs> are we going out to move? dinner later? What's happening? Yeah.
1: What's how ha- are you going to charge me $22,000? Like, what is going on? It did not go there, but the whole time I couldn't really relax and enjoy myself because I was like, <laughs> what's about to happen here?
0: Yeah. That, see, that's un- that's just I don't want that. That's uncomfortable to me. I'm not interested in it. And like, is it relaxing one? what like, were you relaxed or were you like uncomfortable because of you like, you know, she's just like climbing on you and is like grabbing your butt the entire time? Cuz I feel like I'd be uncomfortable. Like I just wouldn't be like, ah, I don't like this, like tap out. Like I would need a safe word like I'm good.
1: Honestly, I would pay money to watch you get a time massage.
0: I listen, you, I mean, you did pay money for me to go get my tarot cards read, it, which was also good it was fun i'm not sure i believe it and it's the same it's the same thing i feel about massages like listen if it makes you feel better and it makes you feel good by all means go ahead and do it it's just not my thing
1: yeah but this was like for as sexual as it sounds the least sexual experience of my life
0: Uh, well, again, I'm pretty sure like she was the one that was having the better time. That's what it sounds like. No,
1: yeah. it was so laborious for her. She's climbing on top of me and twisting my leg in a different way, in a way it doesn't normally go. And she's kind of, not grunting, but like uh, it was. Ugh. You know what I mean? She was like, "Oh, these Hard Americans, path. they do not do yoga. They are not. They don't bend <laughs> the way that they should." You know what I mean? It was like not. I don't think enjoyable for her the way that it should have been.
0: Well, was it, so at the end of the Day was it enjoyable for you, or were you too awkward and uncomfortable? to enjoy it?
1: Well, I would do it again now, especially knowing what. And of course, then as soon as I left, I googled it and was like, "Wow, I'm an idiot. I should have googled this before I went in." But it was one of those things where I just, in the moment, was like, "Oh, this is the house specialty. Sure, sounds great. Gotta get it done. Can yeah, I get let's it done do
0: When? And, and Fuck
1: it. Let's yeah, when? Fuck it. Let's <laughs> let's get a time <laughs> massage and fuck it. Why not? But." The best part about a massage to me is the lotions and the oils and how soft you are afterwards, and I didn't get any of that.
0: I know enough, and I remember enough about mine where it's like, if it wasn't for, like, the lotions, I feel like it would be extremely awkward and weird. <laughs> like I, I don't want someone just, like, raw rubbing on my back and legs. That's just weird as hell to me. I'd pass.
1: <laughs> the way you just said that, raw rubbing on your back and
0: Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, again, like, I just know. No, thank you.
1: No, we're good here. But yeah, I was, um, I took a photo afterwards because I kind of looked like I got beat up. And while I did feel loose and limber afterwards, I also kind of felt like, did I just get assaulted? Like, what just happened?
0: Well, I, that's that's the way I felt. Like I didn't feel, I mean, listen, like I'm sure like you need to get more than one in the same way that like you need to like maintain care of your body in other ways. But after my massage, I was like, I kind of just like feel sore. I don't feel great to be honest. <laughs> I feel like I feel a little bit worse at the moment, to be honest with you. I kind of want to take a nap.
1: Totally. I know you kind of want to just lay around afterwards. This was not that. This was, can I walk out of here? What is about to happen to my body? Did your,
0: had your friends, did they know what they were getting into or no?
1: Um, so two of my friends went before lunch, and they came back and said, oh, my God, the massage was amazing. I can't shower for two hours because I have to let the oil sink in. So they clearly did not go time massage route, but I didn't know that. I just assumed... That it was oh, oh okay that of course they're going to get the house specialty and then at dinner that night we were all discussing and it turns out I was the only one that got the Thai massage
0: oh no <laughs> you guys didn't like collaborate and figure out what the <laughs> hell each other were doing
1: no because when you get there they take you into individual rooms to talk to you you know and they like want to talk to you about your body oh. and what you want pressure wise but they asked me all the things that you would ask heading into a regular massage what type of pressure do you like do you have any problem areas you want us to work on etc cetera, etc cetera. so i, did yeah, not I didn't know, know what to say to that
0: i didn't know what to say to that when they were like you know which like do you want like high medium low or whatever intensity i was like i don't know I like medium who knows <laughs> and then i don't really have any problem areas, so i was like nah, not whatever whatever so i just she's probably just like all right whatever this guy's an idiot um you're like full, I full I do, body
1: would be good thanks
0: <laughs> yeah i do feel like i respect you for at least trying it And be like You know what Whatever Let's do it We're going to do our thing I, Granted I wouldn't have known To get the thing A regular massage, Thai massage. I would have just been like Alright It's a massage In Thailand There you go Let's right. do it
1: Right I mean at the end of the day It was a great experience And I'll probably never Go back there So I got a Thai massage In Thailand Good for the story Yeah good for the story But if given the opportunity In America I'm going lotions and oils
0: Sit back Relax Close your eyes take a deep breath. It's time for a review on the small talk podcast with Michelle Smallman brought to you by Land Rover St. Louis.
1: From now on, it's lotion and oils for this girl. All right. You know what that open means? It's time for a review. Let's get to it. This one is from AJ Weber 49. Title, great show, five stars. The review says longtime Rosillo listener. So was introduced to both of you through his various shows. So I enjoy the banter and the STL lean takes me back home. Shout out St. Louis. I got married and then moved from St. Louis to Chicago almost 10 years ago. Although we had a few friends in Chicago, that was definitely the bigger deal. Getting married wasn't that big of a change for us at all. So AJ was obviously referring to the debate Saruti and I had before I took off on my trip, saying what was the bigger thing that happened in the decade, the fact that Saruti got married, or the fact that I moved to Bristol, Connecticut from St. Louis. Steve said, hey, I already love my wife, so it wasn't that big of a deal to make it official. We were, already had a good thing going, just made it a little bit better. Whereas I had to completely uproot my life and move to the middle of nowhere where I didn't know one person and had no friends And I understand where all of you married people are coming from when you say hey I love my spouse. The fact that we got married wasn't really that big of a deal it didn't change much It was just an awesome party and that's really sweet. I like that notion, but also we're talking death do us part We're talking forever That to me is far more significant than hey, i'll do a three-year stint in connecticut But anyway, thank you for the review. Thank you for listening. We have much more with Saruti next week, including a story about how I almost died in Hong Kong. That's right. It was a close call. It was brutal. But I am a survivor. We're going to be back in action next week. But until then, keep it real.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.